God, we do thank you. Good evening. God bless you. This is Reverend Aaron Williams, DTW Ministry by way of Purpose Kingdom Network. We're here on Blog Talk Radio, and this is the 789th episode of Purpose Kingdom. We thank God for consistency. We thank God for this venue and the opportunity to share his word. Let's pray. God, we thank you uh, for your goodness. You said, oh, that men would praise you for your goodness. God, you've been good. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And we thank you that you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, God. We thank you that your mercy has been extended to us. Ah, yes, God, that heaven came down. Ah, yes, God, thank you. Thank you that you made a way. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you have your way tonight. Give glory to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Glad, glad you tuned in. Again, this is the 789th episode of Purpose Kingdom. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor that DTW Ministries is on the air, 319-527-6091 is the number to call. If you're tuning in and you want to make a comment, you want prayer, you just want to have a question, Press one once you hear the episode, once you hear the broadcast, and you'll be placed in the whole queue. And as soon as we can, we'll definitely get you in here on the air. But I wanted to talk about a topic. I want to first not really apologize, but just to speak of missing uh, the week before, as many of you know, that my eldest son passed. Um, he did not know, we did not know that he was a diabetic and he had been having symptoms and he just thought he was having sinus issues because he'd had problems with his sinuses before. So he just chilled out a little bit, you know, stayed in the house, drank a lot of fluids. You know, he felt real dehydrated. Come to find out he began to get an infection and he began to have a fever. And as his fever rose, we know that a hundred, over a hundred degree fever for a child is not really that bad, but you have an 103 fever and you're an adult, that's pretty dangerous. So he went to the hospital. When he got to the hospital, his blood sugar was almost 1,300. You know, we, but we bless God that he knew the Lord, you know, um, and that and when they got his blood uh, sugar back into a controllable um, levels, yet his, the body, the damage that the disease had done to his body had already taken its toll on his organs, and he never um, recovered it and never came back up out of that coma. We, we are mourning and great loss. He was a great man, you know, um, very funny, and we love him. We continue to love him. But I just wanted to put that out because a lot of men, a lot of women, you know, um, Take care of yourself. Get to know. Don't take symptoms um, for granted. You know, we we sometimes our machismo and and our faith, you know, um, kicks in that you know it's we we count things off as nothing. But we want to make sure that you uh, let this be and let my son's passing work as an advocate in your favor for your health. To make sure you see your physician often. You know, don't worry about. 
you know, the copay, don't worry about bothering him. That's his job. That's why the physician is there. So we thank God for you that are tuning in. I just wanted to put that out and throw that out. We're continuing to push our CD release of Ring Your Heart is still available on your um, social media and your media outlets on Google Play, iTunes, CD Baby, still available under the name Rend Your Heart. Reverend Aaron Williams, just look it up. Go ahead, check it out. Buy a couple, buy a few. It's Christmas time and some stocking stuffers. So we thank God for you. Um, we're going to be going the only way out. Yeah, we, we, people are looking for an escape plan. Do you have a good escape plan? One of the things that homeowners insurance and one of the agents that we were talking to, he asked me, does your family have an emergency escape plan or an emergency route in which something would happen, tragedy happens, fire happens, accident happens, where the family knows the route to take to get out of danger. Yeah, we can go somewhere with that. But would you, my brother, would you, my sister, if you knew the way to escape, if you knew the route out of your trouble, would you take it? The Bible says in Hebrews, how shall we escape if we neglect so great by God? This great salvation that God has given us is so great because Christ did the work. Oh, my God. Maybe y'all don't hear the excitement in my voice, but Christ did the work. It's the work of God in our lives that enables us, that empowers us, that equips us, that sustains us that comforts us. Even in this time of bereavement, we feel the strength and the encouragement of God to move forward. I want to talk right there on that point because it's a saying that was out on it. I think a songwriter said it, but it said, don't let life shut your mouth, my God. Don't let life Shut your mouth. Don't let pain stop your praise. Don't let heartache stop your worship. Don't let heartbreak stop you from moving forward. As a matter of fact, it should build a tenacity in your spirit to continue to push toward the goal. Paul said this, I press. See, the devil tries to bring things in your life to stop the press, but the devil is a liar. You have to continue to press forward in the middle of pain, in the middle of heartbreak, in the middle of disappointment, because guess what? We have a goal in God, and God is working out his own plan in our lives. Everything, all things work together for good. I didn't say it works together because it's good, but it works together for the good, my God. My pain, your pain works together for your good. The devil wants you to stop praying. The devil wants you to stop pressing. The devil wants you to stop worshiping. But it's time to intensify because the only way out, my God, the only way to peace, the only way to joy, the only way to comfort, is in God. 
Glory to his name. It's in him. Well, in him, yeah, we know the scripture. In him we live. In him we move. And see, there are a few in hims. There are a few ends that are good. In him. Mm-hmm. In his word. In the kingdom. There are a few ends that are good, but there are a few ends that are bad. For John says, for all that's in the world. Uh-huh. Hey, that's why you got to come out from among them and be separate, shape. because all that's in the world, we're not in the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Uh, for all that's in the world, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, my goodness, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. Listen, and the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God lives forever. I pray that you're excited about tribulation. That that you're excited about the press. That you're because we are perplexed. We are pressed on every side. Perplexed. Cast down, but not destroyed, my God. Always, listen to that scripture, always bearing about in the body. What what, what is that scripture saying? Always, I always have to be mindful that flesh has to be. There has to be a crucifixion. There has to be a dying of me. There has to be a with a withholding, or I would say a restriction, or a denial of self. There has to be every day, in every circumstance, in every situation, there has to be a denying of self. Always bearing about in my body the dying. Of the Lord Jesus, why, why would I want to do? Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to walk around crucifying and denying myself? Listen to the scripture that the life, ah, ah, for the only way out is up. The only way up is down. What is he talking about? Is he talking oxymorons? Is he, is he talking about in, in contradiction to him? But what is he saying? That I'm finding that my pain doesn't press me down. Oh my God, but my pain, my pain presses me, pushes me, moves me up. Uh, if I learn from the pain, if I take the pain and word, learn to say, thank you, God, uh, that I can feel this. That for the thank you, God, for the relationships. Thank you, God, everything didn't go the way as planned. Everything wasn't going according to how I envisioned it. Everything didn't go according to how I wanted it. But God, even in the midst of that, you are still worthy. You are still, ah, ah, yes, God, you is you, you and you alone. And when we learn that, when I'm learning to worship God in the midst of the pain, the pain doesn't press me down, but it rises me up. We, we know the old analogy 
a man had a goat that fell into a dry well. We we know the story. And he said he might as well bury this goat because there was no way he could get the goat out. He tried the rope and the goat wouldn't step into the loop and he kept falling. He couldn't get him out. So he said, I'm going to bury Charlie because I couldn't, I don't want to hear the bleeding of this goat. I don't want to hear the bowing of this goat. So he began to throw dirt in. Ah, yes, he did. In the well. He began to throw dirt in this well. But every time he threw dirt in the well, all the goat, the goat would do was shake the dirt off and pack it under his feet. My goodness, God, my shake. That's what we have to do with pain. Shake it off and pack it under. Yeah, it's going to hit you. Yes, it's going to rest on you. Yes, it might sometimes even leave stains on you, but you have to shake it off and pack it under our feet. And the analogy goes on that he kept doing this until it was at the time that the goat was able to step out of that well and walk on dry ground. My brother, my sister, God has Ah, yes, he does. God has a place for you that you can walk in freedom from your past. That God has a place for you ah, in his word, in his kingdom, ah, in this world. God has a place for you. Yeah, we know we're going to heaven, but God has a place of power for you. God has a place of victory for you. God has a place of joy and peace for you. And it's called his kingdom. Uh, yes, God, it's called his kingdom because the only way out, listen, the life that we live here on earth, every person, every person under the sound of my voice, every person on this earth, listen, uh, this life that we live, no one's getting out of it alive. Nobody's getting out of this life alive. We all have to go the way that my son went. Uh, we all have to go the way of the grave. Uh, but there is another death. There is another death uh, for those that don't know him. I know it's early, but I already feel to make an altar call now. Uh, because the Bible says this is the second death. Not just to die in the flesh but to go in front of the presence and the throne of Almighty God. Listen, all of us are going to heaven, Uh whether you believe or not believe. He said, wait a minute, didn't he just say you got to know Jesus to go to heaven? Yeah, but everybody is going to heaven. Listen, but everybody is not going to stay. What a tragedy. To die and find out, because once absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Once they find out that there is a judgment, once we find out that there is a throne, huh, that there is a majesty on high, and find out and say, wow, it really exists, just to hear him say, depart, I never knew you. Thus, the, the greatness of the salvation is that it's so simple. Uh, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has, that is the simplicity 
of the gospel that we shall be saved. God is looking to save someone tonight. That's why I believe that he's pressing it in me already. We're only 15 minutes into the broadcast, and I already feel that we need to go through. Maybe this will be the first challenge. Someone is looking for a way out already. They, they, they were right at the point of giving up. They, they were right at the brink of throwing in the top. They were right on the verge of giving it all up and throwing it away. I'm talking to you right now. Your way out is up. Uh-huh. You say, how, preacher, how, man of God, how, brother Aaron, do I get out? How do I get up? Get on your knees. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. When I read this scripture about the world, I thought about Galatians. You know, and Galatians tells us about the works of the flesh. Galatians 5 says this, 5.16. This I say, then walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust, for the flesh, lust against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. I want even now, and I think I'm going to do this twice because I'm, I'm feeling pressed to do it now, that you repeat after me. God, be merciful, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me. And cleanse me in your blood. In Jesus' name. God, show me how to grow in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue even as we move. Let me read the rest of this scripture. Those that have prayed, we want you, we don't want you to go nowhere. We want you to listen to the rest of this message. And we're going to have a correspondence. We're going to have our engineer and our online pastor to come on the line in a few minutes to give you some information, some vital information on how to move forward in your new life. And those that have rededicated their lives and given their lives reclaiming back to God, we're going to give you that same information that you can contact us, that we can stay in correspondence and contact with you. Continuing in Galatians, the fifth chapter, now in verse 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. I, 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 I keep reading these. I think I go over these maybe like once a quarter because I want to make it plain when you recognize how to recognize when you're walking in accordance to, to what you want. Listen, selfishness, all that's in the flesh. Listen, the list of the flesh. But then in Galatians it says, listen, the works of the flesh are these. So I find out that these lusts, these desires come from a spirit that's moving in the world because the only thing that's in the world are these three things the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride 
of life. There is a spirit of selfishness, of self that's so prevalent. Everyone wants their, I understand and I respect your emotions and the things that you're going through, but some things are not about you. We have to realize, I have to realize that there is a giving up, there is a dying that has to take place in the child of God for us to collectively, not just individually, but collectively reach where the Lord wants to take us as a body. Because, listen, if one part of the body is malignant, if one part of the body is ailing, yeah, the rest of the body may make some changes. You know how when your eyes don't work, when, when you're blind, you know, your other senses, sight, you know, your other senses, sound, you know, you become more keen because you begin to use them more. Uh-huh. What am I saying? The parts that you use the most, the parts that you exercise the most will be the strongest part. Now, listen, the problem with that is that it's twofold. So that is the part of your flesh. That, that is the part of self. That is the part of pride. That is the part of selfishness. That's the part of self-centeredness. That is the part that these things, when we do them, it becomes harder to see it or appropriate in a different area because we continue when circumstance happens, to exercise that emotional pull, uh-huh. that, that, that emotional tug that really relates to self. Listen, just because it's there, though, does not minimize your emotion. Emotion is real. Emotion is real. But listen, let facts be facts. And let feelings be feelings. I got that from one of my old managers years ago at Pizza Hut. Let facts be facts. Let feelings be feelings. We, you have to recognize what they are because they're, they're feelings. That's, that's all that they are. They're, they're not fact. They're not reality. But the problem is because we've been living so long in accordance to our flesh, in accordance to our our own desires, our own views, we begin to see and perceive things according to our own worldview. And see, I don't want to get into psychology right there, but when we look at a thing, we see things according to our own worldview. So then it becomes difficult to get a holistic worldview because we view things so narrowly. And and then if we don't view it just according to ourselves, we view it by how we view others. My goodness, this, this is some good stuff for me. I, I'm talking to myself right here. But when I look at these things that are listed in works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Listen, these things happen because of a perception of myself when someone responds or doesn't respond to me or how I see they should respond. These things rise up in me. 
their reaction that shows me what is the condition and what is my state of my mind. But listen, I got to tell you this. While we're in the flesh, these things will rise up. But let it be known you can bring these things under subjection in Christ. You can do that through the whole. That's what we have the Holy Spirit for. That's what the Spirit of God dwells you for because he knows these things are in us. Bible says that he, we don't commit sin, but it says he that say he has no sin is a liar. See, I know I have sin. How do you know you have sin? I don't you say it. I didn't say I, I sin. I say I know I have sin because sin is in my members, because sin is in my flesh. That's why these things are contrary. That's why you can't do what you want to do because the flesh wars against the spirit. It, it, listen, it's a battle. You, you, anyone who's confessed Christ for any length of time, a couple of days, anyone who has confessed Christ begins to realize what Romans 7 says. I, I wanted to do the right thing, but this thing is going crazy in me. What, what in the world? I didn't recognize that it was a struggle until I tried to tell myself, no, I, this, this is the highest, this is the most difficult struggle that we have because I don't have a problem telling you no. I have a problem telling me no. But as I learned to crucify my flesh and my members through the blood of Christ, through applying the word to my life, because the word is applicable. The word is is able to be applied to the life of the believer. But it's a choice. Hebrew says that Moses chose. What? This man was rich. This man had it all. This man was a prince of Egypt, but he chose rather to suffer. What? This is why I believe he was considered the meekest man. Because he chose, he, he could have said, uh-uh, you got, got, you got to do it another way. He could have did it like Naaman said, hey, couldn't you go have me um, baptize myself, dip seven times in a cleaner river than this? Couldn't you put it, love, why, don't you know who I am? That is our issue. Who are we? Who do you consider yourself? How do you look at yourself? Who do you think you are? As I'm learning to deny myself and die to self, I'm finding that I'm telling myself no in a lot of areas. Most of the areas at first were areas that were easy to say no. Didn't want to get high. Didn't want to take drugs, didn't want to party, didn't want to drink, didn't want to sleep around, didn't want to do these things. So these things start becoming easier. But telling myself no, doing some things start coming up that I wanted to do. These things became the struggle. This is where the application of the word became paramount. Because it became my defense. Some of us, I know that my wife, if she's listening, I know that my wife is one that said, listen, I'm going to not do this or I'm going to do this. My, my other son, Johnny, is the same way that she is. He says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
and you might as well take it to the bank because it's a done deal. I tell you, I might have to tell you 10, 15, 25 more times before I actually get to doing it. But the Lord is working on me on that because we are to be men and women of our word. 319-527-6091 is the number to call. If you haven't dialed in, if you're listening, you have a comment, you have a suggestion, you have a question, you have a prayer request, Press one. You'll be placed in the whole queue, and our engineer will bring you in on the line. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. Amen. For the fruit of the Spirit, as we continue in Galatians, is love. And this is where I think we, took, we, we left off on our last broadcast when we talked about the love factor. And we will continue to talk about the love factor because I believe it's all about the love of God. I, I believe it's about the love for God so loved the world that he gave. There is a sense of Christ Christianity. There is a symbol of Christ. The Bible says no man has seen God at any time. But the son has revealed him. Christ said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you have seen the father. How do I know how to live? I can't look at you. I'm sorry. I know that you're wonderful. I know that you're fabulous and got it all together. I, I, I know that you are the cat's meow and the dog's bow. I know that you are the one that people look to. But when I want to know how to live this life, if you want to know how to live this life, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. You, you have to keep your eyes on the one that said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the light. No man comes unto the Father but by me. But he said, listen, if you see me, you see the Father. I'm going to pray for every Christian right now. God, I do thank you for your word, for your protection. Thank you. God, even for purpose, kingdom, and for this air, these airwaves that the sound of my voice, that your word will continue to go forward. I pray for each child of God, even those that are just listening but have not surrendered all to you. I pray for them also, uh, that you'd stand up in them, that you'd strengthen them on every side, that you'd encourage them with the encouragement that you've encouraged me. God, you comfort them, those that are bereaved, those that are troubled, uh, those that are worried, God. I speak peace in the name that is above every name, in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done in their lives. Satan, the Lord rebukes you, and the blood of Jesus is against you. Uh, loose your hold on the mind of the people of God. 
glorified in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands, shout out, God. Tell God, thank you. <clears throat> Amen. What I'm going to do right now, and it's a little after 830, I'm going to bring in our online pastor, Pastor Choi, um, and she's going to make some announcements, and then we're going to come back. We're going to finish up. We're going to give another altar call. We're going to pray again, and then we'll be signing off and seeing you on our next broadcast. Hallelujah, God. We just bless God for the word that has gone forth. And for those of you who have given your life to Christ this evening, we want to encourage you to attempt to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But if for some reason you cannot Bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here for you. Join us tomorrow evening for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be broadcasting at 9 p.m. with Daughters of Roots and Reverend Maureen Lee at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can follow us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Google Plus at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We are excited to say that we are getting ready for our third end of the year uh, revival, Holy Ghost-filled revival. Our topic this year is stretching your faith. We believe that God wants us to stretch our faith to newer levels and higher heights in him. So please join us. We will begin a revival on the 25th of December, and we will be going for seven straight days straight into the new year. So join us each night. You can find that information and advertisements on our social media pages. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, and concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, and to pray for you. Reverend Aaron, ministry is back in your hands. Praise our God. While I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about revival, there is a cry I hear in the spirit, and God wants us to be revived. Hallelujah. He wants to revive your spirit. Listen, revive. It doesn't say that he wants to make alive. He wants to revive, meaning that you were alive once. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to the child, and I'm talking to the backslider now. That he wants to revive you. He he wants to bring you back to life. He wants to rekindle a fire. Ah, uh, yes, uh, in your spirit. He wants to rekindle, revive you. Uh, will you be revived? Will you be revived? The Bible tells us in Corinthians that day by day. We're being renewed in our spirit daily. Our, our inner man, though our outward man perish, yet our inner man is renewed day by day. Listen, child of God, there is a renewing. There is a refreshing. There is a reviving for you available daily. <sighs> ah, won't you be revived? I'm excited because God is not a respecter of person. Listen, we are a body. 
So I want to tell you, if it's for you, it's for me. Yeah, I might not be a, the singer. I, I might not be the minister. But if the blessing is for you, it's, it's flowing down. I'm going to get some of it. I might not get all of it, but I'm getting some of it because I'm connected to you. Are you connected to a blessing? Are you connected to a ministry? Are you connected to the body? Even that Pastor Toy told you that Purpose Kingdom is available for you, and she gave you some information on how to get in contact with us. But are you connected? I want to invite you to the Deliverance Evangelistic Church. This Sunday in the evening, 5 o'clock, we're having our annual Christmas concert. And my God, it's going to be glorious. We're going to have a good time. So I'm inviting you, 2001 West Lehigh Avenue, under the auspices, I always wanted to say that word, under our pastor, Senior Pastor Glenn Spaulding, and the direction with the choir under our Minister of Music, Alex Ingram. So we want to definitely invite you there. That's the 16th of December, which is this coming Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. And if you don't have a place to worship, our worship service begins at 10.30 a.m. in the morning with prayer at the altar with our deacons and mothers going into our worship service, and worship service begins at 11. So come on out. We'd love to have you, you know, and we always invite you to have Purpose Kingdom. Hallelujah. If you can't get here to Philly, you can't get into the tri-state area, you can't find a church, you're not finding a church, tune in to our broadcast, and we'll definitely move forward in the Lord as we grow up together in him. So this is what I've been reading and how I've been moving. When I spoke, I, last time I preached, I talked about the love chapter. And the Bible was saying it in 1 Corinthians, and it was, it was kind of odd. I was just talking about love, and, and love is just something that I'm learning. I, you know, some of us consider ourselves lovers, but it's really you might as well call it lusters. You know, well, 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 maybe I'm just talking to myself on that point, but when I think about it and I re- begin to read this chapter, I'm going to throw this out there. And I know I said the only way out is up. I think I preached that good for a good 15 minutes. you know. But as the Lord continues to move in me, I want to give you what I've been moving in and how he's been moving in me. Just reading this chapter, and I challenge you that are under the sound of my voice and listening to read this 13th chapter of first Corinthians every day. I want you to read it, read it again, read it in the morning, read it when you get a break, if you're working, if you're retired or whatever you're doing, you're doing Uber, put it on your autopilot on YouTube, that the audio Bible, whatever you do, but make sure you get this in you, you know, and read it every day. And, I want to really talk right here for just the next five, ten minutes to the men, because this is what the Lord really pressed on me. And I'm going to read through it very quickly. And it says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, I'm in the King James, and I'm starting at verse 1, and have not charity, I'm become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. 
And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Listen, charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunts not itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seek of not her own. Is not easily provoked. Think of no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Bear of all things. Believe all things. Hopes all things. Endure of all things. Charity never fails. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is in part, which is perfect, excuse me, is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, this is the part that really I've been meditating on because I'm not understanding yet why in the midst of talking what love is, it just throws this in here. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away Childish things Is that the emotional side Is, is that the fleshly side of The Bible tells us that We as Christians as born again believers As mature adults in Christ Ought to flee From usefulness When it talks about in verse 11 When I was a child Is it talking about my maturity level Of love Is, is it talking about the emotional The ergos the phileos, you know, the, the, or is it the eros? Not the ergos. Uh, is the eros part of love? Is, is, is it moving from the theos? What What is it describing? Why would it put in something about manhood, seemingly, in the midst of a chapter that is supposed to be considered the love chapter? Why is it? Why is my level of maturity? Prompted here. Why, why is that put in there? And this is what I want you to meditate on for the next month. This is, we, we're in revival. Um, our next episode in January for Purpose Kingdom will be January, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be January the 8th. I'm, I might be wrong. It might be, I think, but I'm pretty sure it's January the 8th. So, January the 8th, I want to I definitely have you that are listening to call in and tell me what you got from that, that portion of Scripture. When I was a child, in the midst and in context, I wanted in context, and the context is talking about though I have love, though I have love, though I have love, if I don't have it, I'm not this. If I don't have it, I'm not that. If I don't have it, it don't profit me. If I don't have it, it's no good thing. When I was a child, but when I became a man, well, then why? Why do you think it's in there? Verse 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. What is it then? What, what then is that? Is it the then face to face when when we die, when we see Jesus face to face? But Because there's no reference ahead of that to say they're talking about heaven. The verse, previous verse above that says when I was a child, but when I became a man. So is that then the when? When I became a man, then I'll see him face to face. I, now, I know we, we, there's a play with words, and Scripture says that no man has seen God at any time, but the Spirit revealed him. So 
I want you to ponder these things because even as I'm pressing and studying, I'm getting a lot from it, but I don't want to give it to you. I want you to read it and meditate it on your own, and it it will cause a conversation because I want a conversation to happen and to begin in 2019. I want a conversation to start, and we're going to start it in love. So let me read the rest of the scripture for now. I see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am known. Now the bite of faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. And I don't want to really try to guard or to guide or direct your mind or how you think. I want the Lord to really speak to you. But when I think about that, it says, when I know. I will. I shall know, even as also I am known. I thought of the scripture. Paul said, "I know in whom I have believed." So, are are we coming in maturity from just simple faith to a knowing who God is? Is this what this love looks like? Does love, because the Bible, listen, love is the is one of the only words. That describes God fully Even the Bible says Beloved Let us love one another For love is of God Listen And everyone that loves Is born of God But listen to the contrary He that loves not Doesn't know God Listen For God Is Love I think I'm In every Broadcast On that On that scripture For God is love And I want you to understand this That's where the definition Has to be Because we've made love to be a lot of things It's an old song Love is a many splendor things I think it used to play on an old soap opera Every day I can hear it in my mind But I can't really grasp the melody But I remember that Line. Love is a many splendor things. But on the most part, when we look at love, we look at it as an emotion of attraction. We look on it, we look at it on how love makes us feel. The utopia, the euphoric feelings, the release of hormones and pheromones in the atmosphere. When we love And there's nothing wrong with that Praise God That God has given Man to woman And woman to man In husband and wife Thank God That through The creation of God My God And the honoring of his will He enabled us To procreate To be fruitful And we thank God for that ability. But I want to tell you, child of God, as we looked in Galatians, as we looked in 1 John, for all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, as defined in Galatians, adultery, fornication, is a lust of your flesh. Marry that man. Marry that woman. Get them out of sin. Repent and give your life to God. 
if you're under the sound of my voice and you're shacking up, you're committing adultery, you're committing fornication, and you're calling yourself a child of God, I don't judge you. But I want you to know the Bible says that that's a work of your flesh. Listen to what it says. And they that do that shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I didn't say that. That's in Galatians, the fifth chapter, from verse 19 through 21. I'm going to read it one more time. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, sedition, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom. Listen, we have an inheritance in God. We've in, we, we are heirs and joint heirs. You're a child of God. You're an heir. We've inherited the kingdom of God by right of birth. We've been born again. But Galatians tells us that if we're living in these things, we will not be able to claim our inheritance. Man of God, woman of God, I don't want you to miss what you have that God has freely given you. I want you to repeat after me. I'm going to go through the sinner's prayer again, and I want you to say it and mean it. And I want you to give your life, to rededicate your life, to revive your life in God. Again, say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, forgive me. I've done wrong. I've sinned against you. But I want to be revived. Quicken me that I may come alive in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, we do thank you. Bless you for each and every listener. Those that have prayed again, God, thank you for the revival, the refreshing, the renewing, the refilling, the reclaiming that's available to us daily. Uh, For you said, God, that if we confess My God, I sin. You are faithful and just. Thank you, God, for being faithful and just. Thank you, God, for being our God. Uh, For all the other gods of this world are but idols, but you, our God, you have made the heavens, and the heavens declare your glory, and the earth shows your handiwork. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Bless your people. Bless us right now. God, even as we pray, God, I pray that everyone that prayed that prayer, that you would quicken, that you would refresh, that you would restore, that you would renew, that you would refill, that you would revive, God. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, thank you for every preacher, for every teacher, for those that have spoken and continue to speak into our lives. Uh, God, have it that their report of us would be a good report. Uh, Yes, God, help us to walk circumspectly, redeeming the time, God, for we know that the days are evil. Bless their homes. Bless their spouses. Bless their finances. Bless their children. Bless their going out. Bless their coming in. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I didn't do a lot of challenges today, you know, and I, I didn't I didn't put out a lot of disclaimers out on you today, but you know, we're we're excited about what the Lord is doing. There there is one three letter word that I'm learning. My goodness. A three-letter word, and it means so much. And the word is just yes, 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 God, yes to your will, yes to your way, yes to your plan, yes to your word, yes, God, to what you want to do. And as we learn to say yes, yes, see, we we have. Don't worry about learning to say no. Learn to say yes. Fill yourself with the things of God and let God push everything that's not like him. Just that last analogy, when they set up the idol inside the temple next to the ark, <laughs> and they came in, that idol had fell down on the ground. They were like, what, what, what happened? What, what had gone? What was going on? So they, they set him back up and left out. And they came back the next day, and the idol had fell. His arm was broken. His head was off. And he was just broken into pieces. What does that analogy mean to me? Let the presence of God fill you. Let the presence of God permeate your being. Let the presence of God, ah, yes, God, sustain and move in you. And God will push out every idol. God will move every stone. God will push out everything that's not like him. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. God, we do thank you. We bless you for this broadcast. Thank you for this time of just talking and conversating with our brothers and sisters on the air. Thank you for them. God, I pray, God, that as we continue, that you will continue to open doors for Purpose Kingdom, that you will continue to bless the Blog Talk Radio Network, that you will continue to bless every minister and every ministry, God, whether it be news, whether it be gospel, whatever media, whatever direction that you move in your people. We pray, God, that as they use out there, as they are used by you, God, that it would all be for your glory. In Jesus' name. We're going to bring on our pastor and they're going to have our last minute's announcements. Then we're going to come back and just close out with our benediction and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. 
Again, we just bless God for the word that has gone forth. We want to once again invite Follow us on Facebook, on Google Plus, and on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We will be broadcasting the Daughters of Ruth with our host, Reverend Maureen Lee. Also, we are excited as we are about to start our third annual end-of-the-year Holy Ghost Revival beginning on Christmas evening. We will be in revival into the new year. Our topic this year is stretching your believing that God wants us to stretch our faith in him to newer levels. So we just bless God for each and every one. Reverend Aaron, once again, thank you for the word. Thank you for being used by God. And we just bless God for you. Ministry is back in your hands, and you have a caller on the line. Amen. You can bring that caller right in. We only have a few minutes, but caller, you are on the ARDTW Ministries. God bless you. Hi. How are you, son? Hey, ma. What's going on? The call and tell you that. I love you so much, and I love you no matter what. And I'm proud of how God is using you and how you are allowing him to be used. I wanted to speak on love, but we don't have that much time, so I'll take another time to do that. And I also want to ask you to forgive me. Do you know why? I'm not perfect. I love you, and I want to talk to you, but like I said, we don't have time, so I just wanted to put that little plug in there. So. <laughs> Just keep on on doing what you're doing and keep letting God use you, and I'm going to continue to listen. Thank you, Ma. Thank you so much. That's my mama, y'all. I told y'all. It's my mama. We thank God for moms in Zion. Thank God. Amen. We got got like two more minutes. So, yeah, again, I want to just press out, ring your heart. That's R. E-N-D, we uh, released our project about a year, maybe two, almost two years ago, but we're going to keep pressing that and pushing that, you know, as the Lord is working on new music and new things in us, we're going to keep going forward, but we're going to run. Uh, I was a saying I learned, I'm an old guy, so I got a lot of old sayings, but it says, dance with the woman that took you to the ball. <laughs> I'm going to let that marinate Maybe tell it next time Let me write that down so I won't forget it But sometimes we, we, we get to where we're going And then the person or the thing That brought us to that That opened that door We forget and we run And dance with someone new You know or When, when, when we're in worship services We're, we're worshiping you know, the music is nice flow and a little intense, a little hovering, little, and we go up, and we go up and into a praise, and we, we start shouting. Okay, I, I, listen, I'm a proponent of shouting, but sometimes we need to keep dancing with the person, with the thing that took us into his presence. I just, I just thought to throw that out there. Being on the worship leader this Sunday, so that 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 may be for me more than anybody. But God, we do thank you and bless you. We pray, God, that you will continue to have your way in the people of God 
that your will will continuously be done. We pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in us, God, as it is in heaven. We pray that you would continue to give us this day our daily bread, that you would forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. God, that you would lead us not into temptation, but that you would deliver us from evil, for thou art the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.